Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Welcome to the Hashtag Lakers podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, I'm Yola Gazzo and today uh, I'm joined by a special guest. We have Eric Pincus on the line today uh, from Bleacher Report. Um, you know him as one of, be- one of the best salary cap guys out there, experts out there. Um, so hey Eric, appreciate you hopping on the show and, and welcome. Well thank you for having me, happy to do it. Perfect, well um, <laughs> been kind of a crazy week right um, I know you've been busy I've seen you tweeting around I've seen you in a couple of uh, shows you even wrote uh, an article on Bleacher Report uh, specifically on on the Lakers uh, cap situation so I kind of want to get to that article you know bounce off of that and and get into some of the questions that I, ha- uh, I have about how the Lakers can sort of construct their roster going forward after this Westbrook trade um, but you know, let's. Let, why don't we sort of start from the base, right, and, okay. and wait, make our way to how how the Lakers can do this, right? Um, you know, what what do the Lakers, what what does the, the the Lakers salary cap situation look like now with the new, with with Russell Westbrook now uh, on the team with the trade, um, and sort of what what tools, what kind of you know cap exceptions do we have? the Lakers can use to sort of help us fill out their roster? Like, tell us our situation. (laughs) Well, if you're paying, so we're assuming the trade is going down exactly as reported. Right, uh, right. Which is Kuz, Trez, and KCP to the Wizards and the number 22. And that isn't official and it could adjust, but we're on the working assumption that that's the entirety of the trade. Right. Uh, The Lakers will be paying LeBron about 42 million 41 million rather anthony davis about 36 and russell westbrook is a lot he's around 40 what is he 44 so he's actually going to be the highest paid laker wow and when you put those numbers together that's over 120 million and the cap is projected to be 112 so (laughs) just those three players you're over the cap by 8 million and when you start to talk about, okay, well, the requirement is that you have 14 players. So they have, if we just say those are the three, they need 11 more players. And if you add up all those players, just at the minimum, you're going to be over the tax and you're pretty much going to be over uh, the hard cap line. So the, the luxury tax projects to be 136, 137 million. And the, the luxury, well, the, the apron is what they call it. The hard cap is roughly 143 million. So I anticipate that the Lakers will be over 
that line. And so if they were to say acquire another player via sign and trade, that would trigger a hard cap. Right. But they would be over 143, which is illegal. So they wouldn't be legally able to sign and trade to acquire a player. They can sign and trade out, which if you follow my Twitter, right. you know, I tweet that every day. Uh-huh. Uh, people ask me still every day, you know, why I, I literally have NBA people who don't know those rules. It's not just like some casual fan who didn't pay attention and asked a dumb question. Like I'm correcting people who are other reporters and other people in the industry who are like, guys, people just don't know the rules. And it's frustrating a little bit, but I try to get above that and not let it bother me. So uh, that aside, the Lakers sign and trade someone in, not realistic uh, because you're not going to dump any of those three core players. And that's the the heart of that salary. And then if the Lakers wanted to use their full mid-level exception, which they call the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, which is about 9.5 roughly, we'll know it maybe today or tomorrow, the exact figure. Uh, but that that's not possible either because that's another trigger for a hard cap. So they're right. limited to the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is about 5.9 million. And then the biannual exception they spent last year on uh, Wesley Matthews, and you can only use that every other year. If they had it, they would not be able to use it because they would be, again, that's the third trigger of a hard cap. So uh, non, rather non-taxpayer mid-level, biannual exception, acquiring a player via sign and trade. Those are the three triggers and all three are unavailable to the Lakers. And then the biannual exception is doubly not available because they used it last year. So what that means is you have 5.9 million. Mm-hmm. And then after that, all you have minimum contracts. Now the Lakers will have the rights to Dennis Schroeder, the rights to Wes Matthews, the rights to Markeith, Jared Dudley, Taylor Horton Tucker, Andre Drummond, Ben McLemore, Devontae Kaycock, and Costas Antetokounmpo. Technically they still have Dion Waiters rights. But they do. I didn't rights, know that. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, now, most most of those players only have uh, what are called non-bird rights, which means that they've been with the team for one year. Right. And the most that the Lakers can pay those players is 120% of what they made last year. And that's a little different with Andre Drummond because he joined so late. Uh, he didn't get a full salary, but you base it on on a certain number. And regardless it's not market value like i don't think andre drummond is going to get 20 million a year but he's certainly going to get more than like a couple million right and so uh i don't not think the minimum the minimum works for andre drummond uh whereas uh the minimum might work for it would certainly work for jared dudley i think he'd sure. be happy to return and, and eagerly was hoping to return uh you could probably do the minimum for macklemore uh mark keith they actually can pay because they have his early bird actually jared dudley they have early bird early bird you get after two years right right and that you can pay either 175 percent raise mm-hmm. or you could pay up to a number that the league gives out every year that's roughly the average salary uh which will be call it 10.3 million so the lakers can technically pay mark keith and dudley both 10.3 up to 10.3 million each i think dudley isn't anywhere close to more than the minimum uh, I think that Markeith probably, at least from the Lakers' point of view, is a minimum, but they can technically pay him more. So just they probably won't, right? Because they're they're going to be so much over the the tax apron part. Right. Well, so that's a different question. And so if we look at the means, let let's go through the means, and then we okay. can look at the damage. <laughs> sure. Let's do that. Let's the do damage that. gets up quickly. So yeah, paying Markeith more is ten million is insanity when we get to that. But uh, the other players that they have rights to that matter. Uh, by the way, uh, 
Costas is apparently playing overseas. Right. He's out of the picture. He's gone. I don't know what's up with KCOT. They can actually pay him up to 10.3 million as well because they really bird rights. Yeah. He can't do I the two way anymore, right? Uh, he's done his, his stint, right? He can, he's done two years. I think you can do three, but three oh. with one team. So okay. technically, I think you could do one more. Okay. Uh, you can't sign a three-year two-way, but you can do, I think it's up to three with, I would want to double check that, pretty confident. Uh, and then the players with rights, uh, well, Wesley Matthews is, is a non-bird as well, right. but he made more, so he, he could get up to $4.3 million to stay. I would think the Lakers, given their lack of depth, would want to keep him. Sure, right. Uh, I don't they know what the market will be, but uh, he would be about two seven if he's the minimum. Oh, okay. Or he so his range is two seven to four three. So, uh, but then the bigger names are obviously Dennis, uh, Caruso, and THT. THT is is restricted. They can pay him up to ten point three, same as uh, Markeith. It's the early bird thing, right? Uh, uh, and then Alex, they have full bird, so they can pay him up to almost twenty nine million. So right, it's a max. Uh, they can do a max right. deal for him. Exactly. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Dennis, no. they could pay up to the max as well. So uh, that's kind of the playing field, right? Like they can keep any of those players within those limits of, of either 120% raise or 10.3 million or the max, right? But now we get to what you kind of asked midway was like, what's practical? And that's where right. it gets really tricky. Uh, if the Lakers are paying 150 million for last year and 150 million for the year before, roughly, they win a title and in their mind would have won another title had they been healthy. Should they feel like we should now pay 250 million for the same thing? And the answer is probably no, that's too much. Right. But there's a point where obviously they're willing to pay and they wouldn't have gotten Russell Westbrook if they weren't willing to pay tax and to go into it. The question is how much. And so I think a reasonable number for Alex Caruso for the Lakers is probably five or six million. And if he gets more, I think they're going to let him go. And I know a lot of Laker fans don't like to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I personally would rather the Lakers keep Caruso sure. just based on, on his story and what he does for the team. And if you focus only on scoring, then you're missing a big part of, of the game. Right. And specifically how the Lakers play the game. Exactly. LeBron loves him. Vogel loves him. Mm -hmm. So I would think that would be a priority. But from what I understand, uh, it's it's not the top priority. Um, Interesting. Mostly money related. Uh, in the case of Taylor Horton Tucker, I'm I'm told that he's a priority. I don't know if he's going to get an offer sheet. There's a video attached to my Twitter feed that, that pinned to the top that explains the complicated arenas rule situation with Taylor Horton Tucker. Sure. We don't have to get into it other than to say there's a limit to what other teams can offer, and that limit is about nine and a half. No one can. It doesn't matter if you have a fifty million in cap room. The most you can pay in the first year is nine and a half. And it gets more complicated past that first year. In the third year, it could jump to a max. But uh, I don't think THT is going to get that offer. And I think the Lakers are going to be able to keep him. And I, I think they would probably like to do it anywhere close to five or six. But that could get up to eight or nine or even ten. Uh, but we'll find out. And that's sort of uh, a, a little bit of a mystery. But I think that's something that's going to happen. Or at least something the Lakers are, are uh, looking to make happen. And since he's restricted, uh, they have the control over that. And then Drummond, I don't see how they can pay him because right. the most they could do is use the 5.9 and that may be the right thing. And maybe that's because they, they do need two starters. So maybe mm -hmm. Drummond is your starter. Sure. There are some issues with spacing. 
right. uh, but he would certainly help for rebounding and protecting Anthony Davis as far as I, I know a lot of Laker fans are sour on Drummond, but uh, having someone to protect Anthony Davis's body is probably the most important thing. Right. 82 games. Right. We, we, we don't want Anthony Davis playing at the center at 82 games. Right. And so is that Drummond or do you get someone like Dwight back? Do you get JaVale back? Right. Do you go for other minimum guys? There are plenty of serviceable centers. There aren't a lot of good ones. Like there's no Jokic, there's no Embiid. And if there were, the Lakers wouldn't be able to get them. No. So, uh, but there are like the Enos Cantors of the world. Um, right. Oh, Willie Colley Stein, maybe. I think Dallas will. They're, they're, well, by the time someone listens to this, that decision might have been made. All the decisions on options are happening while we're recording. So right. it, it could be coming out right now. Uh, but uh, there, there are a lot of centers, not, not a lot of really good ones, but there are a lot of them. There are very few wings and a lot of ball handling guards. Uh, so uh, to kind of finish up that point about the money, like paying Dennis Schroeder $20 million, $15 million to be a backup to Russell Westbrook, could cost like 30 40 million in tax on top of it mm-hmm. and then or even more to be honest and so are you going to be paying if you're paying him 20 but that's costing you 30 in tax or more now you're paying him 50 million a year or at least for this year that's insanity so i also don't think there was that kind of synergy between schroeder and and anthony davis and lebron james where lebron's gonna say we need this kid back instead lebron said we need Russell Westbrook. So that kind right. of tells you where LeBron is. I would like to see that LeBron goes, we need this kid back, meaning Caruso, but that's me. That would be nice. <laughs> he's, he's definitely going to do it for Taylor Horn Tucker. He's yes. on clutch. It's true. Clutch of course is, is uh, LeBron's agency. Well, sorry, Rich Paul's agency that represents <laughs> LeBron, but it's in a lot of ways, LeBron's agency. Uh, so there's Dennis, there's Taylor Horton Tucker, there's Caruso and Drummond. Those are really the big decisions uh, uh, I think I got them all. And then, well, I mean, Matthews, I think, is a smaller decision. And I think it's viable and reasonable that he returns. And uh, the rest, I mean, I would like to see Marquise return. I think he's Me a too. good role player on this team. Me too, yeah. Uh, but I don't think you want to give him a huge, in my opinion, you don't want to give him a major role. I think in a small bench role where he comes in and does what he does, he could probably exactly. do more than what he did last year. Mm-hmm. When, he, when, when AD was hurt, Marquise was actually real solid. So He was, he was. You wouldn't want to give him a major like, okay, you're going to play 30 minutes a night and we're going to count on you. And if, and if he doesn't score uh, 18 or 16 or 15 a game, then you're not getting what you need. I, you wouldn't want that kind of role, but I do think he can help. So did I, did I hit on all those bases? That was good. That was good. I, I appreciate that. I think, I think that sort of sets the, the playing field that the, the Lakers are, are, are on right now. And um, I, I do have a question. You, you hit on shooter a lot and I know, there's been a lot of questions. There's been a lot of questions about sign and trade shooter. So um, we know the situation going on with him right now. He declined his 84 million contract uh, extension earlier this year. Um, really throughout the season, helped the team stay in playoff contention, but didn't do so well in the playoffs. Um, if we're being honest, right. Um, and now we're kind of a, in a situation where we are, where we're wondering what will happen with Dennis Schroeder going forward um there's been even talks about uh, a three-team trade with the kings and the wizards with the with that westbrook trade three (laughs) right right and then i just i just i was about to mention that we got a report earlier today from from zach Lowe that it's you know the it looks like the kings and the wizards don't 
want Schroeder. Oh, well, I mean, it, I, I reported on that way before. That, Zach, oh, did I you? Know, Was Zach, that I, you? I don't know when Zach did, but I've been writing on that and saying all that. In my article on uh, on breaking down the trade, I, I touched on that a bit. Uh, he, uh, the Wizards liked Dinwiddie. So, they did, you know, right, right. That I know, I, but I, I, I the, the, <laughs> the question of Dennis Schroeder I get constantly. Uh, that's probably, if, if you go through Twitter, right. probably 90% at this point are like, are the Lakers going to sign and trade Dennis Schroeder or can they? And that's where my daily reminder on the hard cap rules came about because people were like, no, they can't sign and trade Schroeder because the Lakers would have a hard cap. And the answer is no, the no, Lakers would not. <laughs> right. Another team would have a hard cap. And so I don't think that's an issue for some teams. Obviously, if you try to trade him to the Warriors, that's not going to happen. If you try to trade him to the Jazz, I'd have to look at the math. Uh, I think it's maybe possible because maybe they, possible. they dump favors. And if they're letting Conley go, like we could, you know, but like you go team by team. But if you're talking about like the Knicks or the Bulls or the Raptors or whatever, now you're talking about teams that don't have big payrolls that can probably trigger hard cap without it being restrictive to them. But the problem is, and this is what, the most important thing to understand for anybody who's a Laker fan who is saying Rob would mess up royally if he lets Dennis go sign with another team. Sure. I hear that all the time. Right. I do too. Right. It's, it's not up to Rob. It's not up to anybody on the Lakers what Dennis Schroeder does. He's an unrestricted free agent. Taylor Horton Tucker is a restricted free agent. If the Lakers let him go, you can sit here and say Lakers screwed that up because they had the control. They would have right. to allow him to leave. He can't leave without the Lakers saying, we're not going to match an offer. Go ahead and leave. In the case of Dennis, all he has to do is say, oh, the Knicks want me. The Knicks want to pay me 30, 20, whatever. Take my money. Done. Bye, Lakers. I'm out. Right. Lakers didn't screw up there. Free agents leave all the time. You, if you want to say that every free agent who leaves a team should sign and trade out and any team that loses that that free agent is an idiot it's it's nonsense you have like dozens and dozens and dozens of free agents who leave and i mean really it's it's really hundreds i mean i don't know the exact number each year but let's say it's 120 i don't know i'm not, I'm not i didn't count how many free agents sure. let's say it's a let's say it's 200 i don't know the exact number 10 of them maybe five of them will be sign and trades it's just not how the industry works and the ones who are most likely to sign and trade are restricted free agents because they can't just go to their next destination. They're required to either uh, sign an offer sheet and have that team match, their original team, or work a, a sign and trade out where, let's say Lonzo Ball wants to go to the Raptors and the Raptors want to get Kyle Lowry. You could do a dual sign and trade, whereas uh, Lonzo can't just go sign with the Raptors. He has to sign an offer sheet with the Raptors, and right. then the Pelicans can match. And so if they were to do so, which I don't think they would, doesn't matter what they would or wouldn't do. It's still a process. So the basic point is, is that Schroeder owes the Lakers nothing just because it's a business, and he'll go do what's right for him. Now, in my article I wrote on Bleach Report that he might get squeezed by the market. It's possible. Right. And if there are no destinations that can pay him because there's only – four, five, six, seven, eight teams, depending on, on circumstances, who is cap room. And I still have to recrunch some of that after the, the draft and some of the trades that are actually happening today uh, on Saturday, Saturday, right? So 
there are trades still going on. So we, I still need to reshuffle and like the magic signed or rather drafted Jalen Suggs. So that that's something that was a variable where if the Raptors had gotten Suggs, then they probably didn't need a point guard because they have Suggs, Fred Van Vliet and Malachi Flynn. But now they went with a different player. What was it? Scotty Barnes, I believe. So right. now they have in theory, maybe an opening at the point. Or maybe they want to use their their resources to get a center. Like you could, they used to play Fred Van Vliet and Lowry as their primary guards with Flynn as a backup and Trent as a backup. I expect them to bring back Gary Trent Jr. They still have Flynn. They still have Fred Van Vliet. Are they going to say, okay, Fred's now the full time point guard. Trent's the starter at the two. OG at three. Siakam at four. Go buy, right. uh, put money into a center. Flynn's the primary backup off the bench. We're working. Um, the new kid we just drafted as the the wing off the bench, you know, the power, he's kind of a multi-positional player, two, three, four, whatever, probably a three or a four. And so maybe that money goes towards the center, or maybe they like what they've done the last, you know, they won a championship recently. Uh, maybe they want to invest in a Dennis Schroeder and keep Flynn off the bench, keep Trent off the bench. And now you've got a really, you got four guards there. So your guard play is set and you've got OG and Siakam. Now you need to figure out how to get to a center. But in a lot of, a lot of teams view center as the least important position currently, obviously not the Sixers, obviously not the Nuggets, but certainly the Rockets have, uh, and a lot of teams in that mindset. So from where do we go from here with Dennis Toronto, uh, New York has the money to outright pay him. The bulls are looking at Lonzo. I think Lonzo wants the bulls. I think that happens, but Dennis, played for Billy Donovan and Chicago is a very viable possibility there too. Uh, the bulls are in a position where they, they need to decide what their future is with Zach Levine. They can renegotiate his contract if they have cap room up and give him an extension now, as opposed to letting him hit unrestricted free agency after the summer, uh, Zach Levine never chose the bulls. He signed, he was drafted by the wolves. He was traded to the bulls. He signed an offer sheet with the Kings, the bulls matched. And now he'll be the a free agent for the first time. He never picked Chicago, has had a good career in Chicago and would like to stay there if they want him, but only if, A, they're going to pay him. And if they don't pay him now, then he's going to look and see what's out there. And True. he's not pulled into them. So there's a lot of reason for the Bulls to not only get under the cap, but to make deals that allow them to get either Schroeder or Lonzo. Sure. And have the cap room about anywhere between 11 to 14 million to renegotiate Zach up either to the max or close enough to the max that he can get a good, the kind of money he wants. He, he may or may not go all the way to the max, but uh, he also, why would he do that? If like they prune the team down to nothing and he's putting money, he's getting paid money, but he's going to be on a bad team. He's always been on a bad team his whole career. So he would like to be on a good team. <clears throat> and so uh, guys like uh, Tomas Sadaransky, uh, maybe Thaddeus Young, uh, Al Farouk Aminu are all available in some context or another. The, the Bulls would like to keep Thaddeus Young and might be able to, if they can get out of Sadoransky, who's a very solid point guard, good contract, only 10 million. And Aminu is relatively cheap. Uh, I don't trust his legs. I think at this point, his, his body, he, he actually would fit the Lakers perfectly if it was the Al Farouk Aminu of three or four years ago. Right. But he's, <laughs> 10 million, but if you're Lakers and you That's take true. on 20 million in Sadoransky and Aminu back for, uh, for Dennis, for Dennis, you've added two good role players, but maybe more importantly, you now have contracts that you can later trade closer to the deadline because 
it, as we talked about, Lakers are going to have three contracts in their stars. They're going to have right. one at five nine. They're going to have a bunch of mins, and then whatever they pay to Caruso if they keep him, Taylor Horton Tucker if they keep him, Wes Matthews if they keep him. Uh, may, you know, the rest are probably mins or close to it. So <clears throat> if they wanted to make a midseason trade, you have to have salary to match. And so getting players like that may not like tip the needle and say, oh, my, my goodness, you've got like some incredible piece. But it's something, and it's something right. that you can repackage. Uh, so there are pathways by which Dennis picks the Bulls, <clears throat> maybe picks the Raptors. Uh, you can get probably from the Raptors in a sign-and-trade. Uh, they don't have to go under the under the the cap, and you could in theory get Rodney Hood, who's not very good anymore, unfortunately because of injury. Right. And Aaron Baines. I don't yeah. think you can get Chris Boucher, but probably if you could somehow not. turn <laughs> turn uh, Dennis Schroeder into Hood, Baines, and Boucher, that would be a huge win. That would be nice <laughs> for the Lakers. I don't think that's reasonable. <laughs> no, um, not for the Raptors. But you know, you know, I'm. Um, <laughs> But I do think Hood, Baines, and one other piece, maybe. I don't, they don't really have a lot to offer there. But in theory, you know, Watanabe's a nice prospect. Bembry's a solid, you know, like we're he not is, talking yeah. about great. But again, gives you contracts by which later you can make deals. The Knicks are interesting because they could pay him outright. But if you're the Lakers, you would probably say to the Knicks, we'll send you a uh, <clears throat> million. 1.5 million and a second round pick sure. if you do a sign and trade and then the Lakers could have a trade exception, which would be in the neighborhood of 16 to 19 and a half million call it 19. Let's call it 16 million. It, I, you can look on my Twitter uh, timeline for explanation there. Right. But following a, that. Six, a $16 million trade exception would be valuable at the trade deadline or at any point if, and the Lakers could find a way to add a piece or two they probably have to include some picks, something to get value. Like, People aren't just going to say, here, take my player. But there are possibilities there. So I do think a Dennis sign-and-trade right now is not negotiated. It's not worked out. I don't think Dennis knows where he's going yet. I do think a lot of teams have already negotiated with players, and, and I think Dennis probably has an idea of the two or three teams that are going to work out for him. But I don't think he knows which one will work out for him. And until he knows that, he doesn't know if he needs the Lakers. And sure. then if he makes a deal with a team that Rob should call up whatever team that is and see if there's some flexibility there, even if it's just a trade exception, uh, but it's not up to, to Rob. It's ultimately up to uh, Dennis to make that decision. But, you know, the Kings and Buddy, which is kind of where we started with this, uh, they don't need uh, Dennis at all. They have De'Aaron Fox and, and Terry right. Halliburton. Mm -hmm. The Wizards don't want to sign Dennis. Now, People have said to me, why? He's good. It's not up to me to, to judge whether he's good or bad. It's just reporting the intel that I have that they're not interested. Sure. Uh, whereas they are interested in Dinwiddie. So now you can get crazy and say, okay, fine. Dinwiddie is signed and trade to the Wizards. Are they trading? Are they expanding the trade so that Kuzma and Trez are going to the Nets? But now you look at the Nets payroll and are they willing to add $23 million to a team that's already massively in the tax? Maybe not. And so what would they want back from, for Dinwiddie? And is it just one of those two players? Uh, they want to dump DeAndre Jordan reportedly. So are they, do they have a move where they move DeAndre out and bring Trez in? And then, do, you know, like, do the Kings, the Kings went and traded for Tristan Thompson. So they pretty much addressed their need. And the market for Rashawn Holmes looked like it was going to be Charlotte. 
right. or maybe Dallas. But at this point, it doesn't look like Charlotte. Charlotte traded for Mason Plumley, So right. maybe they also do Holmes. But I have to look at their money now. So maybe Rashawn Holmes, who was someone who, who did not – he wanted to stay in Sacramento, but he didn't want to stay for the money they could offer. He's an early bird thing too, so it's 10.3. He was expecting 18, 16, 15, 19. And he's not if he's not going <laughs> to, well, if he's not going to get that, then he'll stay. So, it's true. so if he's going to stay and they have Rashawn Holmes and Tristan Thompson, they don't need Trez anymore. No. They don't need DeAndre Jordan. Would they want Kyle Kuzma? I mean, they were getting Trez and Kyle Kuzma now, and maybe 22. I don't know if 22 was in that or not, but are, is there a way to reroute Kuzma and some other piece to get Buddy healed? And then the final question is, we talked about the Lakers tax. Are they really willing to bring on Buddy, a $20 million player, and also, also keep THT? You would at that point assume that if you're paying, uh, that you're not bringing back Caruso, certainly. If you're paying uh, Westbrook, you're paying THT, you're paying Buddy Heald, three guards, and that's right. a lot of money because you're paying 60-something million for Buddy and, and Heald, and let's say THT is eight. Now, sure. let's call it 70 million, right, for three players. And then you have LeBron and AD. You're talking about so much money. Do we even know that the Lakers have any interest at this point in Buddy Heald, given the salary ramifications? And there's one more wrinkle is that Buddy actually has incentives in his contract that climb if his team, A, makes the playoffs. So his number actually goes up a little bit if he's traded to the Lakers. And then B, he gets extra money if his team goes to the second round, the conference finals, and then the NBA finals. And so let's say the Lakers actually do this year accomplish those things. He would get an extra, uh, like almost a million dollars. Yeah. Like if he, if they go all the way, he gets almost $1.3 million of which that money would, I'd have to think, I don't know if it's taxed. I'd have to double check if that's taxed, how they went. Cause they compute right. the tax based on the end day of the season. So that may not be taxed, but I'd have to look into that. So you're talking about you know, real money. So I'm not sure they want Buddy Heald. Not, I mean, he's a great fit and he would solve a lot of problems because they have no shooting. And now your starter is Buddy. You've right. got a great shooter. And then you just, if you can add an athlete at, at center who has some range or play the AD at center some and have a power forward slash wing, if you can get Otto Porter for the five nine nice. and start like Russell Westbrook, uh, Buddy Heald, LeBron James, Otto Porter, and Anthony Davis. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a team. I mean, it defensively, it's not what it was in previous years, but yeah. offensively, good luck with that. So, and I'm not, you know, you, the bench would be THT and maybe Marcus All. So it's sure. not like, you know, they need to, but you, maybe you bring back Wes, you go after minimum guys, try to bring in JJ Redick off the bench as another shooter, maybe. Right, you mentioned um, him, right, on, on, on your article. You yeah, mentioned I mean, a few other veteran minimums there's guys that you can get, right? Yeah. Shooters, right? Because that's right. what we're, we want to address yeah. after. Exactly. So I, that's to me how I see things. I don't know how it's going to go. What's exciting is I've, I've had these same questions dating back to the trade deadline. That's when I, after the trade deadline of this season, I started mapping out everything for the off season, how I saw it going and things adjusted like, okay, the, the suns were a lot better than expected. So maybe there's more of a momentum for Chris Paul to stay. Whereas I originally had him going to New York. Now I have him going, staying with Phoenix. But what's exciting is in the next few days, really, we'll have a lot of answers. We won't have all the answers. We'll have most of the answers 
on what's going to happen. And then it's just a matter of filling out the rest with the right minimum players. Right. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, obviously right. Uh, August 2nd is when uh, Monday they'll, they'll start uh, negotiating. I'm sure like teams have already been negotiating with these free agents, obviously. Uh, um, but that's when people uh, agreements can be made. Right. Uh, can't be finalized until the six is, is what I understand, but Correct. Uh, agreements can be made. Um, and it just sounds like that, that going back to the buddy healed shooter four team, it just sounds like it's too complicated at this point to, that it would actually happen. Right. I mean, look, if I was running the show and I had an opportunity and I was one of the strategists involved, sure. I would try to make things happen. And I don't think in the off season, like if you have a two team trade already established between the Lakers and, and the, the, the wizards, it's right. not hard to say, okay, a third team is involved. In fact, I'd already think a third team is involved. I think the Pacers right. are involved because they're getting the Lakers pick. They are uh, yep. the 22. Mm -hmm. So I already think it's a three team trade. So That's if true. you wanted, <laughs> if you then want to add, um, you know, Dinwiddie sign and trade in that and right. bring the nets into it. It's, it's not outrageously hard. And the, the advantage of doing those kind of trades is that when you have big trades and a lot of money moving places, it's a lot easier to match salaries because there's so much money involved that uh, it's just, it's very easy. Uh, whereas like if you have a two team trade and the numbers don't work, you're kind of stuck and you might not be able to make the math work in a two-team trade. Like the Lakers can't do Westbrook without Trez opting in. And if he didn't opt in, then they would have to rely on a sign-in trade and maybe the Wizards wouldn't want those players. And so it maybe doesn't work. So the Buddy Heel thing was technically contingent on, on Trez opting in. They could have done Kuzma and KCP to Sacramento instead of Trez. But again, there are complications in a two-team trade. And when it expands... Once you have a deal set, it's not unlikely for it to expand. And you do have multiple team trades mm -hmm. in the offseason, especially, but like Harden to the to the Nets was a four team trade. Right. In season, which is really hard. It's harder in season to get that done. Off season, it's a lot easier because you roster limits are at twenty mm -hmm. instead of fifteen, uh, not including two ways in season. Uh off season the twenty does include your two ways. But the Lakers and other teams probably haven't signed their two ways yet and uh, can agree to two ways, but don't sign them until later uh, when they need them. So there's a, there's a lot of, a lot that's going to happen in the next few days. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot to, to process, uh, but we'll know what's going to happen really by, by this time next week, players will pretty much have, some of them will have already signed their new deals. So sure. a lot of trades will have already gone down by this point. So it's uh, it's, we're, we're right on the precipice of all this happening. Well, I, uh, I'm excited too. I'm excited to, to see what unfolds, right? Um, Eric, appreciate you hopping on the show today. Um, I don't know if you have any uh, final thoughts before, before we, we, we end the pod here. Uh, well, uh, I'll be teaching in Las Vegas at Summer League uh, with Sports Business Classroom. That's happening uh, very soon. I'm leaving on August 6th, so I've got about <laughs> a week. I, you know, actually, the first day of of signings. So I'm going right. to be driving to Vegas. I've got to probably have to stop my car every 15 minutes to check my phone. Uh, but <laughs> uh, today, Saturday, if you are hearing this today is the deadline to sign up. So uh, that's an in-person class where you, if you're looking to make the transition into the NBA industry, the basketball industry, be it as a coach in a, a as a 
salary cap strategist, as a, a basketball operations staffer, as um, a scouting analytics, broadcast, media, all that stuff. It's the best place to be to really learn and to get your career kick-started. So uh, you could also follow me on Twitter, at Eric Pincus, and I publish articles on Bleach Report and player salaries on Basketball Insiders and uh, every so often on YouTube, although my schedule's been so busy that I haven't had a chance to do much on YouTube, unfortunately. So just trying to keep uh, keep all this stuff flowing. There's so much information. Yeah, It's been a fun time. I, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, I, I appreciate, I like talking these things through, helps me clarify my thoughts a little bit. So we'll see how right I am or how uh, different things end up being. I, I think it's reasonable that the Lakers do sign and trade Dennis Schroeder. It's unreasonable mm -hmm. to expect that they already have a sign and trade worked out. But I do think it's reasonable that he picks a team and a sign and trade happens. I just don't think it's likely. I don't think any, any time like that, none of that stuff is ever likely, but it's possible. And uh, it's really going to depend on what Dennis wants and if a team is willing to pay him. So we'll see. I guess. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll find out here pretty soon. Right. Yes. Sir. Um, all right, guys, uh, that's it for today. Uh, Eric, again, thank you for, for, for joining the pod. Guys, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other listening platforms. Do us a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and give us a five-star review. We do appreciate the follows and all the reviews. It'll help us continue to produce this show. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod and on Instagram at hashtag Lakers. Again, this uh, pod was presented by the Believe Podcast Network and brought to you by um, betonline.ag. Guys, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Games in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.